Greetings and welcome to Terrible Reviews, a podcast where the movies don't have to be terrible because the reviews will be. I'm your host, Seth Hancock. Joining me is my co-host, Michael Bragg. Hi, Michael. What up, what up? How excited are you for today's movie? Uh, Okay. That's about what I thought, too. Uh, So this is our unofficial Valentine's Day movie. Uh, This is The Wedding Singer, released released February 13th, 1998. My wife's 14th birthday. Uh, And also, what is that, 23 years ago, almost to the day? Directed by Frank Caracy. He's fully indoctrinated into the cult of Happy Madison. You might remember him from The Waterboy and Bragg's favorite movie, Click. Hold Hold the fuck up. My favorite movie? (laughs) I mean, just let's rewind that, pause it, (laughs) re record, whatever. No, no, we're plowing plowing through. All right. Written by Tim Hurley from Saturday Night Live, Happy Gilmore, Big Daddy, another frequent worker with Adam Sandler. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to the casting couch. Top build, of course, Adam Sandler as Robbie Hart, fresh off of successful movies like Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, and Drew Barrymore as Julia Sullivan. Hold on a second. Hold on. I just thought of this. So obviously Robbie is R O B E R T E R T E R T. So it's the same Robert. So that's the same amount of letters as Robert. What Robbie and Robert? Yeah. Yeah, because he's an I. Right? Yeah. So I would say that it's short, but it's not. That's not really what I'm saying. But it is so either way, Robbie is short for Robert. But it's another not short. name that's short. Well, whatever. Okay. Different name for Robert. Another name that's short for Robert it would be Bobby. Or Bob. Yeah. How how much better would Bobby Hart be? Bobby Hart. Bobby Hart, the wedding singer. I think that's, that's a, I think that's a tackle for used to be for the Cleve uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Is he one of the? Is he part of the Hart Foundation? No, 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 no. Bobby Hart. <laughs> Bobby the brain. He, all, right, all right, all right. Continue. Yeah. Continue. Uh, Drew Barrymore, ET, Fifty First Dates. Uh, we can move on beyond that. All right, familiar faces. We have that's our favorite actress. We have our first repeat visitor to the casting couch in christine taylor kind of unexpected i would yeah unexpected for the first repeater she that's might be the only two she's in on, on our list but uh no zoolander well we'll probably do zoolander i would guess yeah all right uh and dodgeball obviously from from a previous episode uh and then alan covert as sammy the limo driver and about the only thing he's had any kind of prominent role in is grandma's boy what He's in like all of the uh, Happy Madison movies. Yeah, of course. He's in the cult. I mean, he's one of the co-heads he's of got the a, cult. He's got a pretty big part in... Uh, never mind. We'll, we'll talk about him whenever we get to the movie. Yeah. And, well, it doesn't matter. You said Grandma's Boy, so he's got a pretty big part in Big Daddy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, I'd go to Grandma's Boy because of Linda Cardellini. If I had a chance to mention her in any kind of way, <sighs> I think that's the route. Little Nicky. He's big in Little Nicky. Yeah, he's big in... He's... All right. You just you got it. You can't just sell them short. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I apologize. I apologize. Let's get to the terrible synopsis. A heartbroken wedding singer going nowhere in a hurry sets out to ruin the wedding of his coworker, who is getting married to a yuppie jackass and presents himself as a worthy alternative, despite the death spiral that is his life. I think that's that's probably pretty accurate. Spot on. You had me nodding. I didn't know you were going to come to me and say or ask me for an opinion on that. But yeah, 
That's pretty good. And, it, and it's a brand new coworker too. So it's not even someone they've been working together with for well, a long time. Hey, hold on. You're taking my notes here. Hold on. Okay. Let, sorry. Let me, sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let me go ahead and get this one out of the way. Uh, I'll start here. Drew Barrymore. I put not bad looking in this flick. Just outfit dependent on that. I didn't think she was bad looking in this flick. I have a whole like personal. I know you don't arc. like her. Well, I I get we'll it. get to it. Okay. Yeah. But might, she was, that might surprise you. So what I said was she was a little desperate, invited Sandler into the limo and the limo driver to the engagement party after just two weddings where they spoke for about a total of like three minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. She moves it quickly. Like, <sighs> okay. She gives him an opening. Uh, okay. Anyways, let's <laughs> go ahead and get to the foreshadowing. All right. So for me, uh, this is where we take a look uh, at, kind of based on our memory, uh, what we thought about this movie before we took a look at it uh, again. Um, so my pre-movie grade on this uh, was a C. So I need to explain that a little bit. So obviously when I was, tw- I was 12 when this movie came out, and if you would ask me then, sixth grade, this movie was an A. Um, it was one of those movies that we went to as like a group date night where three minivans would show up loaded with boys and three minivans full of girls and we'd all buy tickets to some awful movie and pretty much ruin anybody's attempt to to enjoy that movie in any kind of way and try to sit next to the cute girl, all that fun stuff. Um, Put a hole in the popcorn bucket. <laughs> kind of, you guys didn't do that up there? Not, not in sixth grade. In, I mean, oh. yeah. I guess that's the difference between Valpo and Noblesville, the, one uh, of the few. Who knows? No. Um, so yeah, so I just remember this being like one of those group group date movies uh when you're you know in middle school lots of awkwardness but anyways it was kind of a fun thing um but then as i got older i I watched it more recently as part of a drew barrymore adam sandler movie marathon and i watched blended then 50 first dates then this movie and i think uh drew barrymore fatigue fit or hit me hard and uh, I think I just had a really negative impression after about four and a half hours of that kind of shenanigans. Um, so I was just like, at that point, I, I wrote down, Drew, the Drew Barrymore spell has worn off, and I was completely over her. Um, so that was my kind of Drew Barrymore thoughts going into it, at least. Well, we've got that out of the way now. That's good. Yeah. Is it her chin? Uh, and Is that then, what bothers you? Is it her chin? She has such a soft this, chin. Really. It's so, like... <laughs> no uh, I, like it, I think it's the whole et thing because she still looks like she's eight years old like <laughs> i don't i don't mean that in an offensive way i just mean like i still see the like i don't know um do you still see young bieber when you look at bieber i can't tell you the last time i've looked at bieber <laughs> i don't you should you should look at it um uh, the other thing i wanted to mention obviously is that uh, this is like one of the first 80s nostalgia movies that I can remember. Uh, again, as a child of the 80s and didn't really have much of a memory of the 80s, this was the first one where it's like obviously where the 80s is like a character unto itself. They do all the great music references. Um, it was one of the big soundtracks that you had to have, I think, for my 13th birthday was when I got it. Put it in my, put it in my disc, man. Um, but... It, has, it also had some great original music from Adam Sandler. And then, so this is one of the nerdy things that I used to do when I was in middle school. Uh, uh, you'd go on Napster or LimeWire and you'd, I think the 
statute of limitations is over on these crimes. Um, <laughs> but you'd rip, you'd rip like every song, and they'd also rip like uh, some comedy bits and scenes from movies. And then because the the records or the records, Jesus, I'm old. Uh, the CDs were like. 76 or 80 minutes you try to fill up the entire 80 minutes and so you'd put in like a 15 second bit from a movie and then all the rap albums you were buying back then would always have skits in between too so i was like i'm gonna make a mixtape and i'm gonna throw some skits in there and so this was always one of the movies that i'd pull skits from and you know you're going to the mental institution then go right to the next song um I was a complete nerd but i thought that the mixes that the mix cds i was making had to have some kind of you know, odd narrative to him or something. Yeah, it's super nerdy, dude. I, mean, <laughs> I, did, I did the same thing, but I think I probably just like put him at the end. <laughs> just back. Like, I do him. remember for sure taking the. Um, you don't say you're going to a mental institution and then put it right into Crazy Train. You didn't. You no. didn't think of yeah, putting that together. That's too much. No. Okay. I don't think. No, I don't think I read Crazy Train on. I think I had the Little John. Uh, Let's go or whatever that song. Was. Let's go. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I should know that. I'm a huge little, well, was a huge little John fan, like 2004. Wait, are you saying uh, little John? Little. Little. <laughs> little. I'm 34, dude. I can't say little anymore. Little. Little. Uh, <laughs> well, if we can, I feel like we went like way off of our normal fa- foreshadow there. Like you just like fully dived all the way into like your entire childhood there for a second. So let's rewind it a little bit. Uh, so what's uh, if you're done, are you still going? What did you think about? I mean, Adam Sandler had to be like the biggest thing in your childhood, right? Like, was it just that wasn't just me? Like that was, yeah, he was Adam like the Sandler king of the huge. world in 1998, right? He was huge. Yeah, from like 90, what 96 to 95, 96 until like two, like early 2003. 2000. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I even owned that. Uh, it's not on our list, guys, so we're not going to review it. That terrible. Um, Don't you say animated Christmas. Okay. Oh, Eight Crazy Nights. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, that's awful. Yeah. I remember seeing it like the Friday it came out. Hanukkah. Sorry. Hanukkah movie. Shouldn't have said Christmas. Damn it. There goes our Jewish listeners. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, foreshadow. Is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So pre-grade watch. I'll go quicker. Pre-grade watch movie. Uh, <laughs> or watch movie. Pre-watch movie grade. Jesus Christ. Did you throw me all off, bro? Uh, it was a B. So okay. it's been a while since I've watched it all the way through, probably. So I, I don't know. Just to take a stab at it. It's probably like 15 years. Yeah, because it's one of those movies. movies you can get on TBS at like any time, right? Yeah. Like it's been on Comedy Central all week. And I just... I didn't watch it. You did it. text me that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it, but I, you know, a couple parts uh, on commercials of games or something. But I was probably 11 or 12 when I watched it, uh, like right as it came out. And I probably saw it with my uncle Jeff because uh, he was a big Adam Sandler guy, too. I remember that's the first time I saw Happy Gilmore, Jeff. Billy Madison. So I'm sure I watched it over at his house. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I got. Awesome. All right. So as we always do, we watch the movies now and uh, transition into talking about some of the cliches that are used in this movie or some of the classic movie tropes. Um, And a couple of the ones, I just picked out a couple because I didn't want to get too overboard. Um, The first one I thought of is, uh, I already mentioned this a little bit, but nostalgia as a character, um, the way they use the 80s in this is, (laughs) um, you know, the, the, 
the music, the terrible dance moves, all of the clothes, um, all the references. It, it's essentially a character. And, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some other movies that have used that kind of dazed and confused hot tub time machine was a, uh, one of those ones that more recently. Um, but they just they just accentuate the 80s in such a way that it may as well be one of the highest billed actors in the movie, um, because I think all the all the plot lines are, are so uh, kind of in a time portal unto themselves. Yeah. So the budget was 18 million. So you would think probably 10 million just spent on Christine Taylor's wardrobe, right? That many <laughs> Madonna movies. clothes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, worth every amount- penny. Yeah, the amount of makeup that went into it, you know, makeup artistry and and uh, hairstylist that went into those curls and everything. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah, I just put corny as fuck. Eighties. <laughs> that's 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 all yeah. I put. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think a lot of that stuff is used as a punchline too. So I think it's a it's a great great reference point. Yeah, um, and Adam then, Sandler. Hold on, just a second, real yeah. quick. Adam Sandler is uh, again, I kind of know a lot of like weird things about him because. So listen to a lot of Dan Patrick show back in the day and they're like buds. So yeah. uh he's like a major 80s dude. Like obviously I think he was he like that's the main part of his life was in the 80s. But like I think this is a perfect like, this is a movie that he was like I'm making this movie for sure. Yeah, and you, you can definitely see some other parts of that in, in Billy Madison when he goes back to high school and he plays like REO Speedwagon. Mm-hmm. Um and then that's my boy obviously he's he's a Again, the the 80s love child kind of oh, situation yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah so i definitely see where you're going with that he looks like uh, my father-in-law when he had hair by the way <laughs> not a joke all right uh I, I i just can't all right i'm just gonna move along uh the other one here uh that i think is worth mentioning um and they do kind of a goofy goofy way of expressing this um but i call this one the wedding planning montage I think there's a lot of a lot of the wedding movies will tend to have a kind of a two or three minute scene that usually involves trying on dresses, um, you know, getting a cake. Um, I think an American wedding, you know, shaving your balls. Um, I think there's always kind of those kinds of scenes in the movies. I uh, think of a father of the bride has one of these two. Um, so, yeah, just the idea of, uh, you know, George and Robbie going to help Julia pick out different wedding uh wedding arrangements and negotiating with pictures. Uh, so yeah, just a lot of that kind of those fun little situations where you also show the passing of time and the growing of the relationship, all that, whatever, get into. Uh, but yeah, the wedding planning montage. Sick. I, I was not. What were you, are we done? I wasn't listening. I was looking for a picture of my father-in-law <laughs> with a mullet. <laughs> Priorities. All right. We will go ahead and get into the best five minute stretch. So let's go ahead and break this down. I'm going to go ahead and start because my first entry is the opening scene. Uh, immediately you get the great song. You spin me round. You see all the bad dance moves, bad clothes, the intro to the band up there with Robbie singing and George, uh, George taking care of business on the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, go, uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so the intro to the band, George, uh, Robbie, you got Grandma Molly grabbing some ass, uh, the fat lady eating the cake before it's cut, the underage drinking kid. Just it pr- pretty much goes on every single uh, you know, cliche from the 80s. Uh, the, the dancing guy who's clearly high on coke 
and taking all of his clothes off while he's dancing with the old lady. Um, and then you have the best man speech with Steve Buscemi. So that's kind of straight off the bat. You get a bunch of just hilarious bits in the end of the Steve Buscemi, uh, which I'm, I'm sure will come back up. Um, is just one of the great kind of terrible best man speeches and, uh, and just, you know, just great bits all throughout all his, all of his different comments. Do we save it for the book or did that speech hit, hit you in a different spot there? <laughs> um, let's, let's just move on. Yeah. That might be a book one. <laughs> I have some, uh, I've, <laughs> I might tell a different best man story later, but, uh, yeah, not, nothing personal here on that one, at least. <laughs> uh, and the scene ends with Robbie saving the day, obviously, because the wedding singer uh, can't let the best man speech be that awful, and so he gives a nice little speech to uh, to make everybody happy and move on. Of course. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> uh, well, I guess they were prostitutes, but I don't remember paying them. I'm a person too, Pop. God damn it, I'm a person too. The best man, the better man, and uh, they'll be divorced in a year. Those are <laughs> in the span of about two minutes. Steve Buscemi manages to <laughs> to say all of those things. All right, Braggy, you go next. All right. So for me, the next, I it took me a while. I think I had the opening scene, but I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. I didn't love it that much. Uh, it was. It is what it was. But it's a stage I, setter. It's a stage setter. I get it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I think the first, the first big scene, the first big one where you got a five minute stretch there. It may be a little bit longer. Mine might be a little bit longer than five minutes. All of these, uh, Cindy and Scott's wedding where you've got sad Robbie. Um, <laughs> I think they open with him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it opens with him, uh, singing celebrate, uh, while crying through the lyrics and basically just talking through them. Uh, the, one of the funniest parts of that whole thing is George's in the background, just super happy back background singer. Everything. <laughs> total opposite of whatever sandler's going for and then the, the obviously the whole screaming at the uh the father of the bride part is just classic sandler the whole screaming there's a couple other parts where he does the scream singing and that's that's like classic stand-up old school sandler right there for sure well i have a microphone and you don't so yes. you will listen to every damn word i have to say there you go <laughs> there you go and then the other one uh sir one more outburst and i'll strangle you with this microphone wire you understand me like just straight New York sounding uh, on that one. And then the shout out to the uh, fatty sideburns lady and mutants over at table nine. <laughs> right as Love he, stinks. <laughs> right as he says that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, lady, the lady's nodding just like, yeah, yeah he's right. He's right. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Of course, the love stinks that comes around and then he gets he gets, you know, shit clobbered in the face by the by the father in law. So <laughs> anything else you have to add for, to that scene? No, that I think those are all, those are all the great beats. Uh, the next one I had is uh, is the bar mitzvah. So it starts out with okay. So I am not Jewish. So if I don't say the right word here, I apologize. Um, the Hebrew hymn, the bar mitzvah song, whatever whatever that was. Um, and uh, <laughs> then George does the "Do you really want to hurt me again?" Again, or sorry, "Do you really want to hurt me again?" Um, and then Rob and Julia pick the studliest kid at the bar mitzvah. And of course it's the, uh, all of those 12 year old, 13 year olds are just doing this terrible preening where they're 
trying to think they're hot shit and and get the cute girl to pay attention to them and god i remember doing that same stupid shit when i was that age um but anyways julia picks the kid that no one would dance with and then he ends up grabbing her ass and then george <laughs> sorry i don't know why this is funny but george is playing the clarinet and then uh and then all of a sudden he's playing the trombone and he's just going back and forth and then Robbie's dancing with a girl and she grabs Robbie's ass and then everybody's dancing with grabbing ass. Um, yeah. So that one's, uh, that one's one of the ones that I don't know why it's probably because I'm still a 12 year old child inside. Uh, but that one always makes me laugh. And you can also tell that this is where Julia starts to kind of like Robbie and you can tell that there's a kind of a budding unspoken attraction between them. Yeah, because they spent, you know, five minutes. Five minutes together. <laughs> including the time at the party. Um, yeah, the fact that... Also talking about, a, talking about a 13-year-old drunk kid from the wedding. Exactly, exactly. Uh, the fat kids in Matilda. That's the first... Yeah. When I saw him today, I haven't seen Matilda in... God, dude, I'm 34, so I don't know when it came out. Forever. Yeah, was, when it came out. I yeah. mean... But I was like, man, is this kid in Matilda? And I had to look him up. Bam, Matilda. Matilda yeah matilda um all right what do you have that's it what's next oh, what's next uh the somebody kill me song was the jimmy I, moore I, yep. yeah <laughs> yeah with uh you know jimmy moore will come up later in my lol moments um As but yeah should. so this is so you talked about mixed cds earlier did not know you were going to talk about that uh this one has definitely been on a mixed cd this song for sure <laughs> uh you know we go from like uh cry mob and then to like a little john and uh the east side boys song john. and then right into uh somebody kill me by adam sandler uh yeah and then love it's creeping in the background it was great dude he's losing his mind reaping all the benefits he's <laughs> so he's so weird hey fun fact on love it's by the way uh he was supposed to play one of the original bad boys what yeah it was supposed to be him and i cannot remember the other white Wait, actor we're, we're talking like will smith like will Martin smith Lawrence, bad yes. boys. he was supposed to play one of them and there's uh they talk about it on uh levitard every now and then and mike ryan always says makes fun of it and says uh uh what is he said he says i'm mike lowry or however john lovitz would say <laughs> mike lowry <laughs> Imagine oh, wow. that, how bad that all would right be. um yeah that would be interesting that uh yeah the the best jimmy jimmy moore uh when he talks to robbie and thanks him for quitting like that's just for some reason the idea that there's a rival like a rivalry between uh the local wedding singers and this guy's uh financially benefiting from from robbie's meltdown yeah, so before before this scene, I had written in my notes, were there no DJs in the 80s? Because it's all wedding singers. Like, he's a wedding singer. He's getting bar mitzvah singing. Uh, well, you would have else? to actually have, like, real records. You'd actually have to spin records in the 80s because yeah, you couldn't just put a 20-disc disc changer future? on. Back to the Future? No, 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 that's a live band. Uh, I don't know. I had a live band at my wedding. You're the DJ oh, well, guy. I, believe me, we know. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, by the way, that song's actually like good, right? Like, I'm not crazy. Like, that's a good song. Somebody kill me? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a great song. Like you'd bump that, right? Not as good as not as good as the the other song that he's got on here. But rolled with me, okay. All right, or with you, or yeah, okay. Just you know, can we go? Let's go in order here. Don't jump ahead. So my next one is the double date. Um, So this is not one of my favorites. I'll admit that, but I I do uh, I do like Holly. Uh, Holly and Robbie are going out on double date with Glenn and Julia, Um, and. Of all the different Madonna outfits that Holly wears, this one might be my favorite. This one, or she wears like a workout one, I think, at some point. She could wear whatever she wants to wear. It doesn't matter. She could dress Rosie's, uh, what do you call those things? Nightgowns? Oh, yeah. Oh, Christine Taylor. Uh, how How I underrated you in this movie. How is she not the biggest thing in the world after this movie? How did she... Okay, anyways, we can talk more about that anyway. Um, and then so Robbie finds out what a creep Glenn is. And it's kind of when... Because uh, what is it? Grade A top choice fine piece of meat or something like that. Hold on, I've got it written down. Uh, okay. No, I didn't. I deleted it. Son of a... No, wait, no, no, no. It's under... Uh, I did not put this under LOL moments, did I? hate Glenn so there's no way I really <laughs> all right uh, I'll I just you, yeah, yeah, get yeah basically yeah, yeah basically yeah, yeah um so yeah and then I think that that's the point that Robbie decides he's actually gonna kind of try for Julia and he's not just gonna let it be like an unrequited love um and then I wrote down here and this is why I wanted to include it David Bowie and the DeLorean um love David Bowie love the DeLorean I wish AMC was still a real thing anyway whatever um and then it ends with Robbie. Okay, so this is the worst part of the movie. Well, I shouldn't say the worst part of the movie. The most unrealistic part of the movie. Um, so, so Julia offers to have sex with Robbie, and Robbie shoots her down. Bad, bad look. Bad take, I think, there. And uh, and I think that's when Holly, Holly obviously realizes that the reason he's turning her down is because he wants Julia. I was screaming. Why? What are you doing? Screaming. What are you doing? You idiot. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was very um, jealous of that situation. But that means that she's still available, right? In the she's re-available. Well, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. We while we're talking about, about her, while we're talking, no, we'll get, we'll do, we'll do notes later. We'll do notes later. I'm not going to keep bouncing back and forth. All right, your turn. So, I wrote this part in here, but I'm not sure I really want to keep it in here. Um, I wrote wedding planning montage. Okay. Which comes before the bar scene. I, I, I thought it was funny. I thought the I thought the little talk down of the photographer was pretty good. Um, when he pretends to be this, the, where she thinks they're a couple and then there's like, no, yeah. we're brother and sister. No, brother and sister. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing funny there. That's cute. Cute yeah. little five minute scene. I'm damn it. I, now you're gonna take the best scene in the movie. Go ahead. So okay, let, let me ask you this question. Do it's you longer cons- than five minutes, by the way? Yeah, do you know I split it up into just the alley? Do you want to hit the bar scene? You do the bar scene and I'll break out the alley. Oh, I no, I didn't write that down. Go okay. ahead, you can do that. You Go break ahead. out, you do the bar scene happens first. You do the bar scene. I don't have the bar scene, I don't have it written down. Oh, okay. Never I mean, I've got I've got the quotes from the bar scene if you want those. Yeah, let's Let's do the quotes in the bar scene then. So, so the bar scene's the, great, though. Yeah. Go. I just wrote down what the old dude says. <laughs> I mean, the old dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the goddamn Jets guy. 
I'm pretty sure from Big Daddy. The goddamn uh, Jets. Well, that's what he says. What does he say? He says, uh, hell yes. That's what he says. <laughs> that's right. And some other things. Um, but uh, yeah, he, so he says uh, there it's uh, Robbie and Sammy are talking in the corner. And then, of course, there's an old creepy dude somewhere <laughs> down the bar a little bit He's later. That just, that just yells, they rip your heart out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and you need a prostitute shortly after that <laughs> while they're talking about his heart being broken so that's all i've got written down from that scene though all right uh so then after a bunch of stuff happens uh i call this one the alley scene so robbie has gone to tell julia how he feels uh but comes back because he saw her in the window because because she was in the wedding and the wedding gown and was all happy and so he thinks that oh she's just so excited to marry and, be, and become Julia Gulia. Um, so he can't he can't possibly confront her now. So he walks back to the bar and Sammy is teaching the old man how to do the moonwalk. Mm, yep. Um, which I mean that hasn't really aged well in any context. But um, but then Robbie has his own booze, so they kick them out in the alley. And just just coincidentally, perfect timing, as Glenn's bachelor party crew comes by. And Robbie and Sammy and the old man are walking out and they give Robbie a hard time about not having sex and closing the deal with Holly, which, I mean, they're totally right about. I think we've made that point already. Uh, And then Robbie calls Glenn out for cheating and Glenn calls out Robbie for having a crush on Julia. And then Robbie threatens to beat up Glenn. The old man tries to throw a punch. Robbie gets knocked down from a punch from Glenn. And Glenn says Robbie should write a song about it Call and call it, I got punched in the nose. For, or in the in the nose for sticking my face in other people's business. God, he's such a fucking douche. <laughs> that is a great song, though. Oh, that would be a good song. Who do you think would sing that back in the eighties? Like, oh. like Warrant or something? Is that Travis is that Tritt? <laughs> what you Brooks say? and Dunn. Travis Tritt. <laughs> I don't know. Why is he a country him. singer? I thought he was like a rock singer. No. Van Halen would Van Halen sing a song like that? No. Van Hagar. Do <clears throat> we do not we did not mention Van Hagar in this house. Um <laughs> anyways, the old man after the after Glenn says that, the old man says sounds like a country song, which I don't know. That gets That's me every time. Country song. There you go. Um and that leads to the Linda backslide and Julia thinking that Robbie and Linda had sex and are back together. So that's that's the alley scene. Okay. Well, here's the scene I thought you were going to go with, but I guess that's, that's a good one. Those, so, full disclosure, I had written down probably 10 scenes, but I, this movie just, I don't know. We'll find out at the end how it held up for me, but I, I had deleted quite a bit, and that was one of them. But this one, best scene of the movie, for sure. Uh I guess you could start it in the airport. That's where I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit longer than five minutes, but from the airport uh, onto the airplane, we meet Billy Idol in person here. Well, Real Billy Idol, too, even though he... You skipped over Flock of Seagulls, guy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, are we just not going to have any LOL moments? We're just going to break Sorry. all this down at one time? <laughs> uh, I'm still going to say it because it's got a, a funny personal... Still going to send it. <laughs> I'm gonna send it. 
Uh, so yeah, we meet real Billy Idol, even though he looks like a fake Billy Idol or somebody trying to be Billy Idol. But I can't. I I guess I could imagine that's how he is all of the time. Um, and then uh, yeah, Glenn says the uh, top choice meat line again to the that's oh, shit steward. What do we say? Flight attendant. Flight attendant. Flight attendant. Um, stewardess back then, but uh, to the flight attendant. Slide. Okay. And then uh, we get the classic Grow Old With You song over the uh, speakers. So back to my notes on this one. Um, where did he get the guitar from? That's really I like to know. How did he get his guitar inside the plane, inside the cabin of the plane? How did he get that in there? Because he's famous and he's in first class. They let anybody do put anything it? they want in first class. Didn't yeah, we well, learn anything get, okay. From... okay, okay, okay. So that's fine. Okay. So one, that was already tuned. Two, it's loud enough over the plane engines that you can hear it through a, what do you call that? A CB radio thing, microphone? You can yeah, hear right, yeah. Like the a walkie-talkie. The other thing is, this is a whole fucking strings section playing somewhere. When he's singing, you hear violins, you hear other things happening in the background besides just an acoustic guitar. Come the fuck on, guys. Just let that- him just walk back there and just do his th- like when he walks back there that's fine i'll give it to him but then you still have the violins and stuff playing in the background whatever we are that's on the same my, that's my rant on that but still great scene um great song also another one that would have been on uh a mixtape mix album for me mix so you you've gone ahead and declared that your winner already is that is that what i picked up on Man. I think you said it was yeah. your favorite, so I don't think I don't I don't know if favorite means best, but um, I'm trying to read into what you're saying here. So what's 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 the best scene in the movie then? No, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna go Cindy and Scott's wedding. That's my. That's the best. Okay. Scene. All right, I like that one. It's a good call. Uh, I went with Jimmy Moore. I went with somebody kill me please. Okay. I think John Lovitz is fantastic. Um, it, I think that's the best song in the movie. I think you said "Grow, Grow Old with Grow Old with You" is the better song. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that when he says that he was listening to Cure a lot, and the song is uneven, and then <laughs> it's like the most perfect description of what that song is. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I just, uh, and then you could tell that Julia loves him, even though he's crazy. And as somebody who um, I would say that my wife probably loves me despite the fact that I'm crazy. Um, I think I can relate to that pretty well. All right. So now let's get into, I still call it the most memeable moment. You call it LOL moments or something like that. Well, um, so let's go ahead and do some, let's do some back and forth uh, one at a time here, Bragg. Um, So I'm going to start out with, uh, so I went ahead and this time, because again, my list was going to be so long. I went to actually Giphy, the little app I use for my gifts, to make sure that all of these actually popped up when I typed in wedding singer. So these are all verified Giphy, Gifable moments. Um, so the first one uh, that I like using is from Robbie at the Bad Wedding, the whoop-de-doo. Um, when he when he sings it out, uh, that's a nice little gift there. Whenever you either have to sarcastically be excited for somebody, or uh, try to play it off as honest, uh, that that's a good one. I like to go to. 
Yeah. I did not look mine up on, on Giphy Jiffy. But I just did my LOL moments, man, when I started laughing. So when his nephew, my first one, when his nephew walks up uh, dressed as, <laughs> dressed as Freddy Krueger <laughs> and hands him the uh, devil drawing that he drew on Linda's face on the photo, is that's fantastic. That kid is the best. And there's a, I'm assuming you'll just take the, the next line yeah. that the kid's got pretty much. Oh, no. No, I don't. You, you take that one. Uh, oh, wait. Is this, you're going, Linda, you're a bit? No. God damn it. Yeah, that's it. You I'm just said it. Yeah, that's Linda, it. you're a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Sandler says <laughs> he might have Tourette syndrome. We're looking into it. <laughs> uh, and of course, one of the favorite ones that this is one that used to be one of the little five second clips I would throw into mixed CDs uh, after Linda no shows him at the wedding. Uh, once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Uh, God, yeah. she's she is the fucking worst, man. She doesn't even like look. I don't even know who that is. Angela Featherstone. She's the one in the first season. No, it's not the first season of Friends. It's, it's maybe the second season of Friends. She works the copier and she has oh. sex with Ross right when Rachel and Ross like first kind of get together. Oh my God. She did not age well. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, I like her. I yeah, but I get it. Look at that. Yeah, that's. She was like a she was like a top flight model too. I think if I remember correctly. For what? Well, the nineties were different. She was cute. She was cute then. Let's. She was. Let's move on. Let's not. Let's not focus on. Yeah, this is bad. This is bad. I'm sorry. She she plays a she plays an unlikable character, so it's easy to pile on. I think that's the. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, so we already did. So after that, uh, <laughs> oh shit, I didn't write down the whole quote. Uh, damn it, who says it? I think it might be his his brother in law, maybe. Where somebody says, or maybe it's Sammy. Marry you. He's some. I wrote down marry you, just trying to get someone to play. Oh, okay, it's Sammy when he's talking about. <laughs> He's talking about uh, coming to the wedding. Uh, after there's gonna be a hundred drunk girls there. Yeah, and he said uh, something about Mary, something whatever. And Sammy says, "Marry you? You're just trying to get somebody to play with your ding dong." Anytime somebody <laughs> says ding dong or pecker, I'm, I'm gonna laugh my ass off at those. That gets my pecker cool. so hard. Yeah. Um... <laughs> All right. So we've already talked about Robbie singing somebody kill me please we've already talked about jimmy moore he's losing his mind and i'm reaping all the benefits um we've already talked about we while i have a microphone um steve buscemi the best man the better man uh the kid also says you're going to a mental institution and he like taunts him with that like it's (laughs) like it's cheerleaders at a basketball game trying to get a free throw i think it's a different kid though yeah there's the two cousins i think yeah yeah his brother says it and then, but that that little kid, the little nephew, is almost like that brother's hype man. Hilarious. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're going to a mental institution. Yeah, mental like institution. He's like, you're crazy. Or something like, cuckoo's nest. Cuckoo's nest. Cuckoo's yeah. nest. Cuckoo's nest. Yes. That kid's like a freaking hype man for his older brother. <laughs> I like that. You you would think he was a hype man. Um, I had a couple other ones. George crying at the weddings. Um, for some reason, that's always a good gift for <laughs> anytime you need to fake, you know, tell somebody that you're totally crying. Uh, 
Give me another one, Bragg. Uh, let's see. Love stink song. Yep. Obviously, custom lyrics. Do yeah, the custom lyrics. Walking around to to those misfit people. Uh, real quick about when he's walking around. Let me get rid of this note while we're here. How fucking long is that microphone cord that he can go from the stage? He's walking everywhere and it's not tripping anybody up. It's I mean, he's making circles around these tables. I know my microphone cord is what, six feet long? Uh, so I go from here to my trash can. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's got a he's got an awfully long cord. Uh, let's Wait, see. You, is that a penis joke? Uh, or a poop joke. <laughs> let's see. So we already kind of talked about that. Uh, we talked about the John Lovitz thing um, when he says, uh, this is Jimmy Moore and that's not a sock in my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> what a great sign off. What a great sign off that one is. And then uh, I'll hit one more real quick while I'm here, unless you've got one on that on, on Jimmy Moore. No, I don't. You go. Uh, and then Rosie. I don't know if you have this one or not. I don't. Uh, so imagine old lady Rosie. She says, you can't expect him to live forever with his sister and the nipple twisting that goes on there. <laughs> I don't know why. It's hilarious to hear. Like a, I'm assuming she's, I always assume she's 90 in every movie she's in, but like a 90-year-old lady saying nipple twisting. Hilarious. Says much worse things in other movies that we'll get to at some point. We'll make Seth say it. Oh, God. Um, so another one of those that it's more the person saying it and their delivery um, rather than the words themselves. But Sammy, the limo driver, when he uh, after the after the test drive, just says they were cones. I don't. <laughs> it's just a, a one that always, always gets me. And then. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I'm going to stop you again. Uh, another note. Uh, his license plate. Did you see his license plate? On the Go white for it. Limo? Yep. Do you want to say it? You can say it if you want. I am kinky. Yes. <laughs> I am K I N K E. Isn't he? That's such an appropriate one for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the only other thing is, and we touched on like all the lyrics from Robbie's songs, from whether uh, the ones he's written or uh, even just the ones where he customizes and love stinks. Um, I think he's obviously he he he'd been doing that before on his album, so it's not like he's uh, unprepared when it comes to making making kind of comedic songs, uh, but those all those all clearly worked. I agree. Uh, speaking of Robbie, I'm just gonna knock my. I got three left, real quick, or maybe cool. I, I won't take any of yours. I'm gonna step on your feet. But uh, so Robbie says, uh, da, 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 da. I think he's talking to Julia about. Um, yeah, yeah. This is where she gets pissed at him in the front yard about. Uh, material things or whatever and he says we're living in a material world and i'm a material girl or boy and then he just kind (laughs) of fades out from there uh and then he screams at linda after she i don't know how you would describe this sort of sexual harassment that happened there but uh please get out of my van halen shirt before you jinx the band and they break up which is pretty funny Um, that one hits that one hits close to home yeah so that's nothing I had any sort of idea about when I first watched the movie. And then the flock of seagulls, do you like flock of seagulls? (laughs) (laughs) So funny, funny story with this. I used to have long hair. No, but I can tell you do. Yeah. No, but I can tell you do. Exactly. So I used to have long hair. um, I would say back in the day, but not really. 
uh, I probably had adult adult hair for three, four years, maybe. You like had emo years. frontman hair. Right now? Not right now, but no, back but then. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, like bad, right? So uh, I would go to... I think they know from emo frontman hair, they know bad. You don't have to specify. But it's specifically like <laughs> late, like 2006 emo frontman. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, My Chemical uh, Romance, yes. MCR. Uh, yeah, it's probably pretty close. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> So I would go to uh that was a compliment by the way. That was thing. that was my nice that was my nice wave. It was nice, it was feathered and lethal. Uh, God. So I would go to uh I'd go visit my my dad at work or you know, whatever. And he worked with my uncle who's uh crazy, crazy Jeff. So every you know, Jeff. every now and then I'd walk in and I'd hear somebody they worked at a car dealership. So I don't know if you've been there when you're not a customer like into a car dealership whenever you're not a customer and there's like nobody in there but it's nuts dude like they'll just yell random things across the office at each other and like no big deal uh so they would just they'd always come in and somebody uh, some sort of salesman or my uncle or somebody else would just yell do you like flock of seagulls and i'm like what the fuck does that even mean like what the fuck now i get the reference at 34 so like 10 years after the fact they were making fun of my hair uh yeah, so that one hit home a little bit today. So they they were already telling a fifteen year old joke, and you're just not. I know okay. I just I didn't get it. I was like, "What the fuck are they, are they yelling at? Flock of seagulls? That must be a thing in this viewership uh, or something. I don't know." Uh, All right. Did you have a winner? Oh, sorry. Did you have any other ones? Sorry. No, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Um. So I'll do my winner first, since I let you go first uh, on the last one. Um. So my winner here, and God, um, I went with somebody kill me, please. Okay. That was my winner. I think it works for, I could use it today. We're getting like supposed to get like a foot of snow, snowpocalypse 2021. Um, so you could easily say like, oh, somebody kill me, please. Because now I have to shovel the front yard or whatever. Like, I don't know, front drive or whatever. I don't know. It works for everything. Um, that may be a bad example. Still working on the examples, guys. Um but yeah, that was that was my winner. What do you have, Brad? Hey, Linda, you're a bitch. <laughs> That's fine. That's the winner. Yeah, I specifically chose that. I I specifically didn't choose that one because again, I'm. It's Valentine's Day weekend. I don't I don't want to incur any wrath of the gods uh, this weekend. Um. Anyways, okay, good one. So the next one here is the clock check. So Brad. Did you at any point during this movie have to see how much time was left in it because uh, for any reasons? Yeah, an uh, hour and nine minutes into the movie, I had to go get my kid. Uh, he woke up and then he watched the rest of the movie with me. But I might <laughs> change this to uh, phone check. I okay. checked my phone a lot in this movie. Uh, I don't know if I was just tired i don't know i'm probably just bored i don't know this i don't know phone check some slow, five some times slow spots. okay probably right. five times phone check all right i did not i let it roll through i was um i don't know at the end i was kind of looking forward to having it over with to a little bit but um yeah it's not too long it doesn't drag on too long in many spots so yeah i just i just kind of powered through and didn't really just pay attention so all right 
let's get into the award season now. Uh, so this is one of our favorites uh, where we're going to take a look at places, people, concepts, things that may have uh, that was the most valuable player in the movie. Um, so my first one here is I went with the soundtrack and uh, Bragg has already threatened to uh, to cancel the podcast if I list every single song on here. Uh, but let's just go ahead and say um, the soundtrack is is fantastic with all the different cuts from the 80s. You, have, you spin me around. Do you really want to hurt me? White Wedding, The Cure, The Cars, The Police, Paul and Oates, just all tons of great shit. So I think, and that's obviously something that I had to have uh, playing in my Discman. So because of that, I, I went ahead and said that was kind of my first, I think, heavy hitter for, for an MVP candidate. That's funny, man. I had sun soundtrack down as well, except I just wrote uh, specifically the orchestra version of Don't Stop Believing at Robbie's right? wedding. The procession song? Yeah. Yeah. I think I Great had one. that at my wedding. I don't think it was that exact version. It was <laughs> not. It wasn't Don't Stop Believing. It was uh, probably Faith. I think it was a piano version of Faithfully. I think she walked down the aisle to that. I think. You should probably know. I don't know, dude. I, I don't know either. I don't know. Eh, oh, well. We had a guy playing guitar. I know that much. Hi, Brad Cates. I wasn't there. So you have to tell me about your wedding because you guys are. You were at the reception. You were at the fun part. Watching the Whatever. Cubs, dude. Yeah. Watching them. I got a playoff. I got a playoff game win for my for my wedding. I'll take that. Mm. All right. Give me a candidate here, Brad. Uh, the youngest, life. youngest nephew. That's what I've got there. I guess so you're We've already bitch. gone over all his lines. Yeah. Yeah, you're a window bitch. Uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Um, the Devil Drawing. So he's not a strong candidate, but I think he's uh, he's pretty solid. I need to look him up to see if he's in other stuff. Yeah. That. Uh, okay. So I have uh, again staying on staying on the music theme. I have Adam Sandler, the musician. Uh, he sings, I think, five covers, one Hebrew hymn, and two original songs. Uh, he clearly, and he plays a guitar too. I think he's, uh, I think he's a little more talented than we give him credit for, and I think he's one of very few people who could have pulled off uh, the comedic, the dramatic, and the musical aspects of this role. So I definitely think that that's uh, a worthy candidate. Yeah, I had young Adam Sandler written down as my next yeah. one, so that's perfect. I mean, he was hitting home run after home run during that, what, 95? I mean, you can even go back to, I know Airheads is a little bit more of a cult classic, but essentially from 94 to 2003, I mean, he had 10 years where pretty much everything was must-see, was a must-see blockbuster movie. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Um, so my next and my last one is Christine Taylor's Wardrobe. <laughs> just again i don't know if it's just her that made it so good it's, or if it was the actual wardrobe that was so good so i have christine taylor as one of my candidates and the only line i have is it's like madonna if madonna was attractive so yeah i think yeah. i don't think it's just her i'm mean, sorry maybe i think it is just her um because she makes that stuff work and i'm typically not a fan of of that style um I had a couple, I had three others that I just wanted to throw in here. Um, not necessarily winners or candidate, but but certainly candidates nonetheless. Um, George, George makes me laugh. 
Um, I think for the, the sensitivity of the topic and the time period, they handle it pretty well. I think he gets, uh, well, she plays a he in the movie. Um, they call her scary. Sorry, they call him scary once. Um, but it seems like most of the horror humor related to that is about how bad of a singer rather than, um, you know, anything about the look. Um, and just the idea that uh, she plays all these different instruments, background vocals, lead vocals, keyboard, clarinet, trombone, and piano. Uh, and then the part where they replay, do you really want to hurt me? Uh, when Robbie's break goes too long. And then the crying at both weddings. I just think George is funny. Uh, Sammy, the limo driver, is a great sidekick. He's a Michael Jackson wannabe. Uh, he has the line, she's going to get it. Like, she doesn't know what, and she doesn't know, I don't know, I can't, I don't have it all written down. Uh, but that, she doesn't even know it yet, but she's going to get it. Uh, and then he does the speech at the end that every, it, he just wants somebody to hold him and tell him that everything is going to be all right. I think that's kind of like his redeeming, uh, redeeming moment. And then, of course, the limo test course. So lots of just great Sammy stuff. And then my final one that I'll just mention, Jimmy Moore. Um, I described him as 10 pounds of sex in a five pound bag um, and just thought the idea of having a rival wedding singer benefiting from Robbie's retirement was hilarious. So, um, so that's the, not going to be winners, the, but, but we're yeah. mentioning That's the perfect amount of John Lovitz. Anything more of John Lovitz? <laughs> though, like, I think what, four in- lines and, and, and a little bit of lyrics. Yeah. Like he's same with little Nikki. He's in that for like, I don't know. About the same amount of time. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You don't want to you don't want a lot of John Lovitz. You just don't. I don't know if there is anything with Rat a race? Lot of John Lovitz. Rat race. The critic. Know. Never seen it. Oh, the critic is good. I don't think these it's are good on cartoon. the list. Please you don't, don't actually have to see him. So Oh, it's a cartoon. Yeah, the critic. Yeah, yeah it's more just seeing him. I mean his voice is pretty intense. Now, you know what? <laughs> He's in something I've seen lately that's pretty he does a pretty decent job at it uh just keep going i'll, I'll find it All right. real quick so i'm gonna go ahead and declare my winner um i i called i declared the soundtrack the winner uh, as i mentioned it's a great representation of the 80s staples from multiple genres whether it's kind of the um you know the pop stuff the rock and roll and that also has some rap and some other stuff in there too that was just a uh, Great stuff. And then the new songs from Adam, we've talked about those were like things you had to put on your mixtapes when you were a kid. Found um, it. Okay, go for it. He's he's the rabbi in uh New Girl, and he's fantastic. Oh, okay. All right. He's great. He's not he's not over the top like John Lovitz. He's just like he's like a rabbi. You know, like, he does that know, really good. I'm friends. not Jewish. I don't know like what a rabbi is like, but that's what I would imagine. That's what a rabbi is like. Like John Lovitz. He has a really good like one scene in Friends too, where he plays the stoned, the stoned uh what is he, restaurant owner, I think, his who's trying to get Monica. His name's Steve. Steve. He's in in nineteen ninety-five and two thousand three. Okay. Yeah, he's the the one the one episode season one, episode fifteen. The yeah, one with the, the stoned one guy. About. The one with the stone guy, yeah. Yeah, and he in smoked season a doobie nine. on the way over. <laughs> he is in season nine as well. The one with the blind dates. Oh, I can't remember that one off the top of my head. Okay. All right. Um, did you have a winner? Let's go ahead and declare yours, Bragg. 
It's probably the same as yours. So do you want to say it on three? Ready? One, two, three. I already did soundtrack. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening while you were looking up. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> we're professionals around here. I was looking up John. Dude, I'm telling you. I know. You. Yeah, I was looking up John Lovitz. Uh, LVP, I've got one. So if you want to do... So wait, did you, sorry, I, it was soundtrack for you too? Soundtrack, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, go ahead and start with the LVP then. So It's going to start and finish. It's just Glenn. I put Glenn, parentheses, Matthew Glaives. That's his name. Face. Just an overall shitty character. That's what I put. Fuck that guy. Okay, let me ask the question. Do you not like the actor... The character or the representation of like the yuppie jackass guy. So like, did you not pay attention to what I said? I said I don't like his face. Okay. I don't like well, Matthew Glaives' face at all. You can be a jackass in a movie. Who cares? Just don't be that guy. But I think he has that 80s face that they're looking that punchable <sighs> 80s face that, that they want. I think it were. I yeah, uh, I, I get what you're Michigan. What else has he been? Oh. He's been in a lot of stuff. It looks like never mind. I I couldn't think of anything else he was in. I, He's in uh, a lot of things, but I don't think it's like name brand big stuff. roles or anything. All right. Well, if that's your only candidate, I'm gonna run through mine real quick then. Um so first off, you already torched the shit out of this one. Um, airplane acoustics <laughs> like there is no way they're getting that sound pumping through that uh through, through the what is it the cabin of the airplane on a on a cb radio um i put donald trump jokes uh, they're talking about love that would last forever and they throw donald and ivanka and ivana <laughs> ivanka uh ivana in there I and guess. i know in 1998 it was like he was just a joke and now he's like former president and a joke so it's just he was I, a joke he was a joke all the way up until 20 like a fun yeah. person like a fun person fun jokey guy that you could like probably have on your podcast if you wanted to but now yeah right you know, exactly he's a joke for a different yeah reason. so it's just you know i'm just i i'm overplayed with donald trump jokes i don't need to hear anymore i've had my full um Best man speeches. Okay, so not in this movie per se. I just don't like the idea of best man speeches. Um, Steve Buscemi does a great job um, doing a doing a terrible one, but even decent ones can be like really cringy and have these terrible introductions and inside jokes and some surprise reveal. Like I I don't. It's like if I go to another wedding where they're like, hi, I'm Julie, and I am the best friend of the bride since 1995, like, um, or like they end up doing some secret handshake across the room to each other where they're like, I don't, I don't know. Anyways, I just, I can't stand them. I think they're always awful. Um, sorry, I said best man speech, but I just mean like, or maid of honor speeches too. I have to um, have one of those and well, it was supposed to be a couple months. Now it'll be couple yeah a year but yeah i can't wait for you to see that that'll be great can't oh, wait for you to just judge the shit out of that one as i'm up there doing secret, secret handshakes and telling everybody who i am it'll be a double it'll be a double with mates it'll be a double oh, speech too and remember that time in cincinnati with that thing <laughs> we did have a time in cincinnati with that thing that's that's pretty uh intense. You can ask us about it later. Yep. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, and so I don't know. I've just seen some really bad ones. I was at one a couple of years ago um, where a guy multiple times used a racial slur against Hispanics um, and, and thought it was funny and then just continued saying the word over and over again when people weren't laughing as if they weren't getting the joke. Um, and then at one point he even asked, like, he goes, have I lost the room? And most of the people at our table yelled, yes, um, and tried to get him off the stage. Um, so I just, I have issues uh, <laughs> with that. Uh, but my winner, uh, which I haven't declared, or which I haven't even given yet, uh, but I'll go ahead and say is going to be my winner, is Julia's mom. So Christina Pickles gives just the worst advice of all time. Um, she's preoccupied with marriage as some life milestone to assure that your life is on the right track. Um, she says you got to get married before your hips start spreading and you get facial hair um, and suggest considering faking a pregnancy as a means to an end and that Glenn will thank her for it in five years. Just so many bad, <laughs> so much bad advice in there. Um, so that's what I said was my winner. And I just said, like, I know. Uh, so, like, if that's even true, like, marriages even back then were like a 50-50 proposition. So I guess a lot of people were, uh, were, were on the wrong track there. Um, but I know it was like the 80s and women's liberation was, was had like already been kind of a thing and was evolving. But you think that advising, advising your daughter that marriage was the sole goal of a woman's life is wildly off-putting. So that's my... Uh, and again, uh, so that's my loser. That's what I think is the worst kind of character device, I guess, in this movie. I think you have a hard time with obviously shitty views in comedies. And there has to be that character, serious. yes, of course. But I got to find something to, to like I did, against. I didn't say Glenn because he's a misogyn, misogyn. Why can't I not say this word? Misogynistic. Close, yeah. Yeah, misogynistic. There you go. There you go. Uh, fucking asshole. Like, I didn't say that. No, he just had a punchable face. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm dumb. I need to watch my mouth. All right. Now Buck can't listen to this. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next category. Uh, this is Moonlighting, where we take a look at uh, the movie and see if there's maybe an Oscar contender that should have been included. Um so again, this was not a great cop trop, ugh, crop of contenders this year. There were some really good ones like Saving Private Ryan. And probably my favorite movie of that year was The Truman Show. Hey, I'm giving Jim Carrey some love. You can't say that I don't like him again. Um, and then, but there's also like Life is Beautiful and Shakespeare in Love. No, it wasn't Jim Carrey. Robin Williams. That was the one he claimed I didn't like. What are you? It, this movie's from 1998, isn't it? Yeah. What did you look up? The I 1999 type... Academy Awards. Oh, I looked up 99. Because the Academy Awards is for the next year. Motherfucker. I was like, dude, how do you not see what's like any of these badass movies? But that's no, like... 99 was a great year. This is or, why sorry, I don't. 2000... Yeah, 98 was a great year. This is why I don't do this part. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me handle the research. Yeah. You uh... <laughs> yeah. So uh, Life is Beautiful and Shakespeare in Love were like, those are movies of a certain time for a certain audience. Um, and those people in those times have moved on. Um, so I just don't think there was a huge crop that was really that great, but still nothing from this movie that I would have volunteered as a, as a worthy replacement, even no matter how much I love Christine Taylor. Am I wrong? Uh, 
No, I mean, unless there's uh, an Oscar for like best looking 80s. Most beautiful, worm, most yeah. beautiful fake 80s actress. Yeah. So no, nobody okay. else's. Yeah, no, this movie's not in there. All right, I think the next category we have some random fun stuff in. So let's go to the catch-all category. So anything that we just should highlight here that we've missed so far. Um, you've already touched on the Don't Stop Believing Procession song. We've talked. So I have the kids on here, which you've discussed at length. Just the idea of kids cussing in general and joking about mental health issues. Um, big I don't know. I just think that's funny in some way. Um, give give me give me one brag. What what do you um, have in here? Let's see, I have Christine Taylor OMG, but then I put kind of a whore. You know, no, apparently she's don't got say a very whore. Let's not. Let's not. Yeah, she's voluntarily. She's got a reputation that yes. is of a whore. Of being easy. Are we not? Is that a, not a word we're allowed to say? I don't know. I just. All right, well, then we'll cut it out. Hold on. No, it's yeah, fine. Just, it's... We'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. She's easy. She's promiscuous. All right, fine. She we'll doesn't have much of a fight. I said she's she's <laughs> not she's not a whore. She has hoe tendencies. Okay. She doesn't put, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't put up much resistance. I mean, and frankly, she offers it. You know, yeah. apparently but a couple it, times. You know, if Glenn's like rolling in there and being like, oh, yeah, oh, you kissed him or like, oh, yeah, you're going to have sex with him. Which is like all the, you know, of course. Uh, Let's see here. You get the I don't I'm not going to go through all of them, but you get the complete Sandler buddy roster in this one. Yep. Bishimi, um, you know, the dude that plays Sammy, you get the guy that he's gay with in Big Daddy is in here, too, a couple times. Uh, The old dude. Uh, I'm trying to think of any more off the top of my Peter, head. Peter Dante, a super yeah. tan from the opening wedding. Yeah, well, that's the other guy that he's gay with in Big Daddy. That's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, so you've got all them in uh, in there as well. Um, of course, Drew Barrymore, who's a three-timer. Yeah, yep, yep. I don't really think of her as part of the... Uh, no, she's the not Happy She's Madison not a Happy crew. Madison, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll let you go from here if you've got any more um so seven hundred dollars for a sony cd player in 1985 like come the fuck on um having your brother-in-law talked about having sex with your sister um think that might have been i can't is that is that one of the unedited no 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 no. i I saw that no i saw dude his hair oh unbelievable i couldn't tell if it was slicked back or if that's just how it grew straight out and that's and it was just that thick like a thick a thickish bush just like thicket just a thicket hair i gotta find out who this dude is it was pure aqua net or whatever i mean that's just like hairspray matted but i can't tell if it's just like like if you touch it if your fingers like it'll feel like normal hair or if it just gets like like a what are those called? Chia pets? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like a chia pet. I think you're going to find that he's been in a lot of mob movies. Oh, I th- yeah. If I remember correctly. Oh, I'm, sure. I think. I'm sure. Oh. Uh, anyway, you can do some research. But yeah, so just when he's talking about like, <laughs> she does this exotic dance for me. When, and she does this thing where she'll twist my nipples. I don't know. Um, I just think that's that's some good stuff. Um, 
the last one I had is what's the worst wedding you've ever been to? Have you been to any bad weddings? Yes. Bad weddings. I'm not going to name the names. No, don't. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. What do you want me to name something from? No, okay. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you a bad wedding that I went to. The the wedding itself wasn't bad. Um, but the bride was from a foreign country. Um, they went on their honeymoon and she didn't come back with the husband. Um, and instead she, she started a life with a second guy um, with a green card. So that, that was probably the worst one I've, I've been aware of. Um, that happened, I think a week after the wedding. Um, so yeah, that was, and I've been to one that didn't happen. They got called off like, I think a week before. So how do you go to one that doesn't happen? Okay. Well, it was, it was a bad wedding because the wedding never happened because it got canceled a week before. Gotcha. I, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into okay. details of mine. Okay, but we've all been to bad weddings, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, N- none of them. None of them are like close friends or anything, so it's no big deal. It's just I, you know, just in case, just in case we, you know, we blow up and they listen to this one. <laughs> I yeah. Every I'm wedding is beautiful and awesome, and they've all yes. worked out perfectly. <laughs> That's right. Unless you have it at the Colts Complex. <laughs> hey, that was just the reception. You had fun. <sighs> Yes, I did. Thank you, Jimmy. Jim Sowers. Lots of tequila. Um, speaking of alcohol, what a transition this is. My next one. Uh, apparently, Adam Sandler loves rum because he asked Drew Barrymore if she has rum in her cola. And she and he asked Rumpelstiltskin, uh, the African-American child in, in uh, Big Daddy, if he has rum in his yoo hoo. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. So, and that's, that's both good. in the same years, both in 1998. I think Big yeah. Daddy was 98 as well. I'm no, pretty sure. Waterboy. Waterboy no. was the other 98 one. Yeah. No. What's Big, Big Daddy, Daddy 2000. 2000. No, 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 not 2000. Mm-mm. 99. Okay. 99. Yeah. Waterboy was the Waterboy and uh, Wedding Sick were the 98s. Gotcha. Gotcha. The last Robbie thing I've got, uh, he's kind of the OG Derek Jeter because he talks about how he wants to be like um, Sammy and he wants to bang all these chicks and then move on like immediately after. But he's like, you know, I wouldn't just kick him out right afterwards. I would at least, you know, I put give, damn it, I said that word again, give the women cab money after banging. That's what I put. So if anybody doesn't know, Derek Jeter has, uh, for lack of a better term, gift baskets that he has ready for his uh, lady of the night. So I don't know exactly what's in them. Nobody has released what's in them. I'm assuming there's a note that says you don't do this. This is a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. (laughs) Or else you will die randomly somehow. Um, But yes, he has little gift baskets that he gives um, his women of the night. Uh, as they leave every time. Classic. Classic. Anything else you've got? I've got two no. more things. I'm at you're on you're on your own here. All right, one more last one, and then we have a new uh, a new segment. Not a segment, but just like a little you know, little little thing for me to put in there. Um, 
That's Heard what she that. said. Yeah, uh, gotcha. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, one other thing, Julie and Gwen, they don't live together before getting married, which I guess it'd be like super old school traditional. I think nah. in the 80s, that was probably a little more, Not a little more me. common. No way, well, no. dude. I had to I test, I had to test drive that. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's... Dude, we yeah. bought a house. We bought a house before we got married. But we that's, you know we lived together for a year and a half before that. So um, here it is. Uh, it's called Brag. Here's the movie title in the movie. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. So at an hour and 13 minutes... <laughs> Now, sure, there's been wedding singer. Somebody said wedding singer. You're the worst wedding singer in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Julia's mom says the wedding singer. You're in love with the wedding. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. The wedding singer. The wedding singer? Yes. (laughs) Bam. At an hour and 13 minutes. Now, if you want to prove me wrong, prove me wrong in the the comments. I did come up with this movie or this segment as she said it an hour and 13 (laughs) minutes into the movie. So... Um, it's just the thing that I picked up from, I think it's family guy. Yeah. And Peter, Peter yeah. freaks Ooh. out. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If you ever watch Geostorm, I don't think we're going to do it for this podcast. Uh, they do Geostorm like 20, like Geostorm. I don't know. Or, Roadhouse? Say, like, or Roadhouse. something. Oh yeah. We're at the Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, the Deuce Deuce Roadhouse. I think that's uh, the one that, that Peter uses, isn't it? <laughs> isn't I think it's Roadhouse. Maybe not. Probably not, but they do do Roadhouse a lot in that. Dude, moving on. <laughs> Let's get into the one hitters. So this is where we talk about the questions that my mom would always ask at the end of the movies after she would take me. Um, so we have to talk about our feelings a little bit here. Uh, we'll run through them real quick because they are one hitters. So did this movie make you laugh? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, did this movie make you cry? Mm, no. They but tried to, I think, didn't they? The they song tried on the to, airplane. Like, between that or the walk to Julia's, yeah. Um, yep, that's the only other one. Yeah. Yep. They try. Um, does this movie make you think? I think it's safe. No. no. Educate. No. no. I mean, you can learn about the '80s, but no. All right, let's get into the next segment here called Greener Grass. So this is where we see if there is a better version of this movie we know hollywood likes to recycle lots of those lots of those themes seem to repeat themselves so are there any movies that you can think of when you think of wedding singer that kind of fit that same archetype brag got anything here this one might be Um, kind of tough not really so i thought of uh, so god so Rockstar in 2001 is like a serious version of this movie. Um, it even has Jennifer Aniston. So I'm trying to beat you to the punch where you try to put her in for, for Drew Barrymore because um, there's already kind of a Jennifer Aniston Rockstar movie. And then, okay, get in your Jennifer Aniston. I mean, just uh, do you look at my notes? No, I send you mine. I don't see yours. Come on, it's 1998. I'm. We've played this game enough now. Yeah, I think you. I think you always know. Go ahead. All right. Um, and then also the rocker in 2008 with Rain Wilson. I don't know. It, 
it's just it's a comedy about music i i don't know i forced it um and i said neither one of those are better we're gonna move along and pretend that segment never happened um thank you (laughs) so let's get into modern movies this is where we take a look to see if this movie can be made today and if so how and who um so i'm gonna jump in here because i think this movie can be made and i think it's the exact same movie uh i think it's I think you roll it right into Adam Sandler's Netflix deal and it's just Wedding Singer 2021 and it has Adam Sandler, it has Alan Covert still in their same roles and then they just throw in like, I don't know, Rose Byrne and Malin Ackerman as uh, Julia and Holly respectively. I have no idea. That was just... I have I suck at this. All right. Mm, okay. So this is, you know... As we've talked about before, this is the end of the podcast. Is the part everybody t- tunes in for me. So, uh, the modern movies you we, play, we you play had, the game the right way. That's right. <laughs> so we kind of had uh, the similar idea. Yes, yes, you could remake it, but I'm saying you remake it for like the '90s. So you make it now, Ooh. or make it for the '90s, or like for okay. the 2000s. I like right? that. Yeah, yeah, because you have to have a new nostalgia age. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But again, you use popular actors, act actors, um, for like this time. So I think you're gonna like this. So yeah, I pick Netflix again because that's I don't. I guess he's got a deal. You said yeah. he's got a deal with Netflix. So that's yeah. where all of his movies have been released on. You've seen like yeah. UB Halloween and Murder Mystery. Yeah, I don't watch those. Um, you're the one who told me to watch Murder Mystery. I thought I didn't tell you. No, it's probably uh, Cody. Uh, so yeah, so I put that. So here we go, <clears throat> real quick. I got Robbie as Zach Efron. Oh, 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 oh god you won you so beat i've me. got julia oh, as no. jennifer lawrence yes i've got sammy as dave franco oh god i would watch this in a heartbeat i've got gwen and this is this is a big one this is this will be this one's tough all right so i've got gwen as uh leonardo dicaprio <laughs> because i feel like he could play that character perfectly that'd be such a departure that'd be so funny if he like took himself as a joke okay that would work if if he if he wanted it like hey oh shit Leonardo DiCaprio is in this movie Uh, (laughs) so this is a good one Holly is uh Taylor Swift and the old dude at the bar here's the tie-in from the original movie is Steve Buscemi yep that makes he's now like a he's been doing a wedding singer role for 20 years and yeah or 15 years. And so Adam and Sandler's maybe I put Adam Sandler as like the father of the bride. Oh god. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I and would then, see this movie. Yeah. Badass. That's probably yeah. the best one I've done so far. I'm pretty You proud definitely of it. did. That's a great one. I'm I'm really disappointed in myself now. <laughs> like I racked my brain to retread the same fucking movie and here you come with Taylor fucking Swift and <laughs> Steve Buscemi reprising his role. Um, so you'll, right. you'll, beat me I'm in my, you'll beat me in my favorite in my favorite category though, over under when we get there. You're all right. Great. So like, I'm not good. Not good all right. So let's get to our new, our new segment that kind of got squashed a little bit last week. Uh, so this is rename the movie again, still looking for looking for a, a segment title for this, but uh, we'll move on. So the wedding singer is spot on. So I wanted to be a little bit more creative. Bragg, did you have one here, or let's give me give me yours first because I think I tried to go a little outside the box. So I went super uncreative because I was like, it's the wedding singer, what whatever. Right? So I guess you could call it the singer, um, or <laughs> or fuck Glenn, Robbie and Julia. Yeah, like yeah, right. I put fuck Glenn was the other one. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess Robbie and Julia would have been good too, but I don't like, know. Fuck I guess Glenn. Would, yeah, fuck Glenn. <laughs> Wedding singer strikes back or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I've got. That's it. I I I don't like from here on out pretty much as far as okay. responses are gonna go. All right, so I'll take over then. Um and win some win some parts here. All right, so I had so I was imagining that Robbie Hart needs to have a band name for his wedding singer group and that that would be also the title of the movie. Can I um, guess? Can I guess? Go for it. Robbie, two, I've got two of them. Robbie in the Heartbreakers. Oh, damn it. That might be better. <laughs> Robbie, ready? Here's the other one. Here's the other one. Two more now. Robbie and the Heartthrobs. Okay, I like Heartbreakers better, but okay. Robbie and the Heartons. Oh, that seems too okay. Okay, you can go. So so I stole mine from another movie that was really popular around the same time. I did Robbie Hart and the Runaway Brides. Because he gets stood up at the altar. I don't know. Okay. I now okay. I like now I like Robbie Hart and the Heartbreakers. I but I uh, but then Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. But at the same time, you just do Robbie and the Heartbreakers. Well, Robbie and the Heartbreakers. But Hart is H A R T. Yeah. Obviously. So that's how you get it on the copyright with the okay. Yeah. Tom Petty. I guess. I his mean, estate. He doesn't seem like somebody that would sue anybody. I don't think he. Well, his estate would have to now. At this now. Point. Yeah. All right. Well, back, back. God, I remember. It was great shows at Ruoff, though, or whatever it was at the time. Um, all right. So let's get to the next one. Over, under. Um, so now I get to make you feel a little helpless here, I yeah, guess. Can I just get mine out of the way first? And yeah. And then we can star here? Yeah. All right. Swap one actor in. Um, this has already been shit on. So uh, Drew Barrymore out. Jennifer Aniston in. <laughs> so is that uh, the third time you've used her in five yes, movies? Quite a bit. Three if, for well, five. If we could awesome. just stop doing mid nineties comedies, she would stop <laughs> showing up in these. Um, okay. Yeah, I just think uh, her and Sandler have a pretty good vibe with each other, and uh, just well, go they've with done it, three so. movies together too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the other ones are. Just go with it. Is the only one I can. Murder think mystery. I haven't seen it. <laughs> so maybe just two. Okay, but anyway, so, she yeah so, yeah. The other one, this one was literally right as we were starting the podcast. And uh, I think it's just because he was like, I mean, he's been pretty relevant pretty much this whole life, but he's he passed recently-ish. Um, an actor to make the movie worse is, uh, I just tried to think of somebody that would be like probably terrible at singing uh, and probably just awkward in general, which this guy is. So uh, swap the actor out to make the movie worse. Adam Sandler out. Bill Paxton in. Ooh. So I just can't imagine him as a wedding singer or singing or anything good. I can understand where you're going there. Yeah, I mean, I think he's good in some movies, but... Twister. Twister. Yeah, of course. Phenomenal. Yeah. He's a great okay. actor. He's just not... Oh, I like he, him in Club He was, was a good actor. Um, but... Yeah, okay. Not this, not a comedy. So I'll start with my to make the movie worse. So I already mentioned Rockstar and The Rocker. And so I was trying to think of kind of the similar types of movies. The other movie that popped into my head was School of Rock. Um, 
And so Jack Black, he works in that movie because the movie is a little more punk rocky and you know, and, and Mike, uh, his buddy was Mike White writes the script, so they work well together. It's it's really good. Um, but he would have been awful. So okay, this would have been a little early. He was still doing movies in '98, but uh, High Fidelity was 2000, so it wasn't quite yet that he had kind of taken off. Um, but just I just don't think it suits him, and so I think that would have been a weird forced role, um, and he probably would have tried way too hard. Um, so I just, I just don't think that would have been a great opportunity. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Damn it. Okay. Um, the timing doesn't quite work out, but okay. So swap one actor in to make the movie better. Um, I uh, also took Drew Barrymore out again. I don't have any, I'll get more into it later. Um, I don't have a big problem with her in this movie. Um, so I I don't want to feel like I'm ganging up on her. I would even consider upgrading Christine Taylor to Julia. Okay. And, try, and okay. trying to backfill okay. her role. Okay. That sounds vaguely sexual. Um, but I'd backfill her role. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that'd be kind of an interesting. And obviously, if that happens, I think Christine Taylor is like the biggest actress in the world in the early 2000s, at least for as far as like, um, like kind of funny and heartthrobby. And, um, but I thought. And I think I saw somewhere that she auditioned for this, or at least was rumored for the role. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have thought of her. Um, but I'm just such a huge fan of Natalie Portman. So I think that would have been a hell of a lot more likable role. And of course, this is still six years before Garden State. So I don't know if it even, uh, you know, I don't know if the ages match up or anything. But I think it's, I think it works. And I think she's just, I think she could have pulled that off and, and made it unique. Uh, future generations. Let's go ahead and talk a look. Take a look ahead at um, at both of us being fathers. Is this a movie we would let our kids see? Yes. So, yeah. Somebody who saw it when he was twelve years old, I would have a hard time hard time saying no. And so I chose twelve for the age I would let him see it because again, I think that's what I was. I don't think there's anything. And I say fuck once in the "Somebody Kill Me Please" song. They say. I hope you fucking choke or hope you fucking die. I, I don't remember. Um, but that's the only time there's anything really bad in there. Um, so yeah, I would I would let him watch it and probably wouldn't even have to sit next to him except for just, you know, my own enjoyment. Yeah, I that's exactly what I put. I put twelve ish and I put whenever. So let's uh let's wrap it up. All right, let's ish. go to memory let's go to yeah. memory lane real quick. Uh so did the movie hold up? prior uh based on your prior memories um brag you go ahead and take this so um i was not i didn't it wasn't as good as i thought it was as what i used to think it was people would be like oh what were your top five sandler movies i feel like the wedding singer would always sneak in there at five oh okay yeah i wasn't quite there okay yeah not there for me uh but but not a bad movie so, if I'm going to put a grade on it, then I'll probably steal your um, grade format again. So, my grade is going to be seven and a half leg warmers <laughs> out of 10. So, a, a C, a solid C. It was a solid okay. C movie. All right. So, let me. So, I had a little bit of a, like I said, I kind of had an arc on this movie where I thought it was great and then I didn't think it was so good. 
Um, and I think I was really rough on this movie in my head before I saw it. It's definitely better than a C. I put it kind of in the A minus B plus range. Um, Cause I think a lot of it worked and a lot of it, I don't know, maybe I was just in a hell of a lot better mood this time when I'd watched it. Um, and then I had always thought of it as kind of Billy Madison, happy Gilmore, and then a dip for wedding singer and then back up for the water boy, big daddy from that run. Um, but I think it kind of, I don't think that dip is as big as I thought it had been. Uh, I think the, there's great music. Obviously it won a bunch of segments. Um, it has a great time capsule of the eighties. So there's just a lot of kind of comedy built into that. Um, I think I was especially rough on Drew Barrymore. I think that kind of not, having to watch blended and 51st dates before this didn't have any kind of that pent up <laughs> uh, disappointment that I had for her. Um, so uh, I still have reservations about those. I'm not going to take those back, but at least uh, I can admit that I was wrong about her in this movie. Uh, she was delightful and so was the movie. And so my final grade was, I gave it 50 years of marriage. So that's a nice, nice lifetime of, of wedded bliss. Um, and that's what Ellen, uh, not Ellen Dow, damn it, what's her name? Rosie. Rosie. Um, and her husband are celebrating their 50, 50th wedding anniversary. So You're such a it's, it's the Valentine's Day episode. I'm trying to have a theme here. No? Uh, you should have told me not to cut so much. Then. I didn't know that was like a thing. Uh, I gave multiplicity. Oh, God, that's going to sound awful. I was going to say, I gave multiplicity to my wife for Valentine's Day yesterday. That could be taken. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say give it to her. Of- Which one did you give it to her? Which two, three, or four? <laughs> I hope you gave her four. Moving on. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So that is going to wrap it up. Bragg, thank you for joining as always. Uh, please rate and review uh, on iTunes. Uh, we are on social media at Terrible Reviews. I am uh, on Twitter at Seta5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Bragg, where can they find you? At Bragley, at Bragley, at B R A G G L E Y. That's on Twitter and on the uh, Insta, not on the TikTok. No, we're way too. I don't know yeah, what it we're is way too TikTok, old for TikTok. I, TikTok, I think, right? TikTok. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she's not. She's young, right? She's younger than. No, no, no. She's okay, thirty-three. Yeah. Young kids, real young, crazy kids, and their crazy yep. TikTok. All right, thank you everybody for listening. Goodbye. See you soon. Terrible Reviews is a member of the Shady Lawn Network. All rights reserved. It's shady.